Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Karen Karen Radio Show. The intention of this show is to empower and inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether it's radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Kant, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And today's show is the first Monday of the month, so I'm with Dr. Dennis Loebstein. And we're going to be talking about a little bit controversial subject about ascension and about whether beta endorphins and maybe even promoting the elevation of those beta endorphins using a phototherapy patch and system called Nirvana would be helpful or supportive of ascension. I don't really know a lot of stuff about, you know, beta endorphins, except that, you know, in medical school we learned like, oh, endorphins were good for pain and feeling like a high. So people would like run or, you know, they would maybe take pills or something, uh, which is an artificial way, I suppose, to, to, you know, increase these uh, painkillers and endorphins to make you feel good. But I'm really interested in seeing what Dr. Dennis says about that. So if you're just joining us, you can call in to ask a question, uh, 818-514-1190. I did say on my Facebook page that if somebody was interested in learning uh, whether or not Nirvana would be appropriate for them, I'd be more than happy to divine muscle test them today for that. You can also do that through the chat that I've opened up. Um, so you can check on, on that and um, and just ask about that to see whether that would be for your highest and greatest good. Because uh, I don't know. You know, everybody's really different. And I know for me, um, I didn't necessarily test for it, but uh, I'm using it anyway because <laughs> I don't see what it does uh, for me. And uh, I know a lot of people um, that were in the original studies in um, uh, in Europe, I believe, they actually did a study on depression. You're not allowed to do that here in America, apparently, uh, because the whole FDA and all those rules, but uh, they did it in Europe and actually found that Nirvana was very helpful and supportive for getting people off medication for depression uh, and treating, you know, mild to moderate uh, depression. Of course, we cannot say that, uh, you know, phototherapy patches treat a disorder here in the United States because it's not a drug. Um, so just keep in mind that those studies were done in Europe. So I'm excited. So Dr. Dennis. Can you hear hey. me, Dr. Karen? Where are you? There you are. Yay. Can you hear me, Dr. Karen? I can hear you very well. Thank you. Awesome. Good. I, I couldn't awesome. get into my Skype this morning, so I'm using my cell phone. Ah, okay. Well, I got both your numbers down this time. So. <laughs> oh, cool. So I know there are two different area codes, so I, I, I got gotcha, you uh, this time. Yeah, so we were discussing with uh, text messaging each other. I was telling uh, everyone, I was telling Dr. Dennis that um, – you know, I'm I'm still haven't figured out this quandary, which is not necessarily an, a bad thing, but uh, just curious as to whether or not this is changeable. And that was about the, uh, you know, for me, a 20 pound uh, weight gain over the last year uh, and a half or so, um, related to ascension. And uh, after interviewing um, Jared Pollock uh, last week, uh, the author of the Fourth Phase of Water. It seemed very clear to me that I was uh, creating a lot of easy water or exclusion zone water in my body, and that does take quite a bit of mass. Uh, so it's been kind of interesting, you know, learning a little bit, a little bit. See, you know, I'm not the only one 
with this issue. I think there's uh, quite a few energy healers out there um, who are doing very good work and um, that are gaining weight and it's not necessarily fat or just fat. Uh, but I was talking to Dr. Dennis on text messaging about, you know, um, you know, the different, you know, ascension symptoms and ascension-related issues, and he suggested maybe we should do a show on nirvana and how maybe that might support the ascension process. So I'm really interested to see what Dr. Dennis has to say. <laughs> so, Dr. Dennis, do you have a story for us? Well, yeah, I've got a number of them, but I think uh, the most appropriate might be the story about the three wise men that visited uh, Jesus because they, they brought three gifts, frankincense, yeah. myrrh, and gold. But the gold they brought was monatomic mm. gold. And from the oh. perspective of, of Asian medicine, the, the frankincense will raise yang chi, the myrrh will sink in, and the gold, or the monatomic gold, will help us reach our multidimensional selves because it's the only known element that exists in four phases instead of three. Now, what I mean by phases, for those of you not, interest, not uh, familiar with basic chemistry, as uh, all uh, all elements have three phases: uh, solid, liquid, and and gas. And monatomic gold is the only one that actually exists in more than one dimension at the same time. So that means that if you um, if you weigh it, it's actually lighter in the container than the tear weight of the container itself. And that's that's because it's existing in more than one dimension at the same time. And wow. that's, yeah, that's really fascinating. And I believe that in the Exodus part of the Bible, when the um, escapees from Egypt were eating manna from heaven and also worshiping the gold calf, the gold that they were eating and worshiping was probably monatomic gold. And in the previous cycle and cycles before that, and I'm talking about 30,000 year cycles, uh, the uh, Anunnaki and ETs that visited earth were here to mine monatomic gold so they could use it to exist in more than one dimension at, at the same time. And uh, we, we call it Ormus these days. And uh, if, we, if we take Ormus, uh, say, just before we meditate, it helps us to make contact with our multidimensional selves. And pertinent to the discussion about ascension, because essentially what's happening with the ascension process is that we're involved in birthing the beautiful new world and a new dimension. And uh, there's a a picture that depicts this called the upliftment picture. And uh, it can be viewed on the website uh, for the Andromeda Council. So it's www.andromedacouncil.com. And uh, if... um, 
listeners go there, they could uh, see what I'm talking about. So what I thought we'd talk about today is to characterize the ascension process, as I just alluded to, and then look at endorphins and how their physiology may help with that process. And then from the perspective of Asian medicine, look at the Sanjiao meridian or the triple burner, triple warmer, and how its function in Asian medical physiology works synergistically with the endorphins and could be a an explanation or basis for the process for ascension and how that whole system can be affected by their nirvana supplement mm-hmm. and patch. Okay. So then at, at the end of the discussion, when we look at nirvana, I'll talk about acupuncture points that could be used to access uh, multi-dimensions and help us with the ascension process. And I I know that's not something... Right. It's not something the uh, Nirvana patch is marketed for because it's marketed for altering mood, but the the mood-altering properties uh, as grounded in the brain gut peptides affect our emotional state and our perceptive filters and that could help with our ascension process. Mm, fascinating. So. Wow. Well, you know, I, I, I think it's, uh, I'm just looking up the monoatomic gold here on um, Google and Ormus, O-R-M-U-S, yeah. and there's a ton of people selling supplements on That's it. That's right. <laughs> and, and some of them are better quality than others. They're not all the same quality. Right. Well, and then, I mean, gold isn't something we, I mean, do we normally have that in our bodies? Uh, to a limited degree, yes. Uh, you can uh, oh, get okay. it from food like um, eggplant. Eggplant skin has uh, <laughs> a higher I degree. Just, of... I just made eggplant. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. What drove you to do that? I have no idea. I mean, I just went to the store the other day, and I haven't bought eggplant forever. And usually, I don't. I just too lazy to cook it. So, but yesterday it was just the the their um. It's kind of like the. It's like a spotted like an um spotted kind of eggplant. It was just kind of pretty. I'm like, oh, these look so pretty, and then I thought, oh, I can make baba ganoush now that I have like a really awesome blender, <laughs> and a convectional oven, and I was like. Yeah, I just, I don't know why, I don't know what came over me. I mean, I haven't made eggplant in, I, I don't know, decades. I mean, but I just like, oh, I just want to make baba ganoush. So, yeah, so I just, for the first time in forever, I just made that yesterday. And, and here you are talking about eggplants. I love the synchronicity. That is so interesting, Dr. Dennis. Fascinating, wow. yeah. yeah. And I love baba ganoush, too. But you have to eat it quickly. <laughs> well, I'm very, that. very bad garlic breath right now, just so you know. Not that you can smell it, but. <laughs> yeah, uh, TMI. <laughs> so, uh, so um, one one thing I I tell visitors is in our free community clinic every Wednesday is how I believe medical schools 
should put a big sign over the blackboards in their classrooms. You know, like Bill Clinton had in his campaign headquarters, it's the economy stupid. Well, medical students ought to have over their blackboards, it's the frequency stupid. Yeah, because exactly. Al- allopathic physicians don't really learn about frequencies and how they affect health. Nope. Nope. So uh, you verify that as a, a subject or a previous medical student. They don't talk about mm-hmm. that. Nope. So Not at all. So what the ascension process involves are frequency shifts where frequencies rise and become out of phase or higher vibration from 3D. So I'd like to contrast that with what enlightenment is. So given that we're exploring new dimensions at higher vibrations with the ascension process, where the whole body vibrates at a higher frequency and becomes out of phase with our 3D existence, and we get more in touch with our multidimensional selves, vibrating in other dimensions, higher frequencies. Contrast that with enlightenment. Enlightenment is when consciousness reaches a high vibration without death. And examples of enlightened people uh, are like Christ and Buddha and people that have reached that by meditating that aren't so well known. And... um, I was exploring this concept at one time when I came across across Levi's book. Now, Levi wrote the Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ. And this is supposedly transcribed from the Akashic Records by Levi. And it accounts Mm -hmm. for 18, 18 years of Christ's existence and life, 18 years of the Bible, that has been expurgated by the church because it describes how individuals may become enlightened without the church. Ah. And one one of the um, one of the chapters in there, in section twenty one, chapter one seventy eight, paragraph forty six, Christ says, "Quote, what I have done." all men can do and what I am all men shall be so of of course by many means people right so um, so enlightenment has to do with consciousness vibration and ascension has to do with the whole body's vibrating out of phase with 3D Mm. Okay. So so if we look at the environment that our bodies are in in the ascension process, what what it brings us to is the long-held notion of the Schumann resonance. Now the Schumann okay. resonance is the extremely low frequency uh vibration of waves that are in the earth's ionosphere. It's triggered by lightning as it bounces off the earth and and the surface of the earth interacts with the ionosphere. 
and that's human resonance <clears throat> for for many many decades of research, including my my research with Elf Labs in Illinois, who developed the Tesla watch, was 7.83 hertz. So that's the frequency of the Schumann resonance. And the Tesla watch was designed to emit a scalar wave that's 7.83 hertz. So that helped entrain the body by wearing the Tesla watch with the Schumann resonance, which creates relaxation and will resonate frequencies with those of the earth. But since about 2014, we have been vibrating at higher frequencies and, and our human resonance has changed because in 2014 it became about 25 hertz. And 25 hertz is threshold for 5D vibration, fifth dimensional vibration. That was in 2014. Right now in 2017, we're at about 36 plus hertz and moving on to 50 hertz soon. So we're vibrating at a really high frequency, which is actually congruent with 5D, while most people are still thinking we're in 3D. Well, Dr. Dennis, I um, interviewed um, uh, Dr. Igor uh, from Energy Tools International that actually created a Schumann resonance pendant. And uh, he was trying to explain this to me, and um, he said that the the actual frequencies of the Earth's ionosphere have, uh, there's obviously harmonics, right, of the Schumann frequency, so that that's been stable for a very, very long time. So yeah. I, I think that was some sort of misnomer about, oh, it's rising. But I, I found this really great article describing the difference between the two concepts. Because I thought, too, that, okay, we're, we, we were 7, and then now we're 14, and then we're going to be this, and we're going to be that. But he says it's been mapped out for, you know, centuries or whatever, however long they've kept records, decades or whatever, that these frequencies already already existed. They're not new frequencies. So I'm thinking that um, I'll have to find that article for you. Uh, that some, it was that some, another teacher actually. Um, it was this great graph uh, online, and I was like, oh, you know, trying to explain the difference. But it's sort of like like the intensity of it was greater, or something like that. Um, you know, I, I have to go back and see what it was uh, because I thought that oh, we didn't have you know Schumann resonances that high in the 40s and 50s and all that stuff. And he goes, no, we've we've had that for a while. I mean, it's right there on the data, the scientific data. But I think we're talking right, about apples and oranges slightly. Yeah. Well, well because of, yeah. Of so I mean, uh, people can feel the changes. We, and we, because of the harmonics, we actually have a choice of which frequency we want to resonate with. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm talking about shifts of most people going in that direction, and in, increasing their awareness and and um, being able to be in touch with the other dimensions because of that awareness and uh, vibrational higher frequency, harmonic frequency in the Schumann re- resonance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So when when one experiences symptoms of ascension 
or when when we hook into or resonate with one of the harmonics. And uh, when it's higher than the one we're used to, we can get any number or combination of the following symptoms. And some, some people listening might have experienced this too. And that includes headaches and fatigue and warming and nausea and dizziness and forgetfulness and being irritable and um, having insomnia and body aches and pain. That means blockages are created. And cramps and and flu-like symptoms and even uh, kundalini rising, which is the energy of the snake rising mm. up the spine, and even diarrhea and being moody and sad and out of sorts and feeling of loss and grieving and tingling and rashes and rashes in the skin and and uh, the internal organs may uh, the, and the body parts may not feel like they usually did in the past, may may have unusual sensations, maybe vertigo, um, the feeling that there's not enough time to do anything because time's speeding up, there's anxiety and <clears throat> a sudden onset and stop of the anxiety, and uh, multidimensional energies, color and symbols and codes and entities and matrices and patterns and some people might might even see other dimensional beings or ET and and, uh, can communicate with those that uh, are past or dead in 3D but their their soul or their energy still exist in higher vibrational dimensions So these uh, and, and and people are getting these symptoms because their body is trying to change from the three D to five D and having difficulty, or they're detoxing old stuff that no longer belongs in the five D, or probably both. Mm. Yeah, because a lot of those symptoms uh, you see with detox, and a lot of them you see with. Um, with getting in touch with other dimensions and people have <clears throat> abrupt sudden behavior that they're not used to exhibiting. Like, uh, for example, a stark example would be that fellow in Burning Man that jumped in the, the flames and burned himself alive. Oh, I didn't hear about that, but you know me, I don't watch the news. So, <laughs> so thank you for sharing. <laughs> Right. Yuck. Yeah. What happened? Oh, so well, him and his family well, some healing. Burning Man, which is a bit of a pagan ceremony, uh, right. and you know, having fun in the in the desert in the heat, and um, being a bit hedonistic and kind of like Sodom and Gomorrah, like living, uh, involves <laughs> um, to the extreme. One of the the participants jumping in the flame, uh, something was burning. They usually burn an, an effigy like the zobra is burned in Santa Fe. So okay. the Burning Man adopted that practice and mm. burns effigies 
to man. And I don't know if that was a particular fire this guy jumped into, but the point is he, he suddenly jumped into a fire and burned himself alive. So what mm. motivated him to do that? Yeah. Why, why, why did he have such an abrupt change in perspective that he thought it would be prudent to jump into a, fly, a fire and get burned alive? Mm-hmm. And maybe a less extreme example of that would be this uh, detective in, in Salt Lake City that that um, suddenly turned on the nurse in the uh, emergency room when she was pointing out to him that the unconscious trucker that was not under arrest, which he had no search warrant for, and there was no consent given by the trucker to have his blood drawn. The cop wanted it drawn anyway, and the nurse was pointing out the policy of the hospital that she couldn't do that given those conditions. There's no warrant. He wasn't under arrest, and he was unconscious and couldn't give his, his consent. So the cop went berserk and and um, did the nurse for not cooperating with him. Mm. You know, and most people see that as erratic, unlawful behavior, which you normally right. would not expect a cop to do. Right, right. Okay, so those are examples of of extremes in behavior that people are experiencing more and more. <clears throat> Maybe the um, another example would be all these these false flag setups like Charlottesville where uh, people are behaving badly with each other and you have two opposing groups uh, lashing Mm -hmm. out at each other and and perceiving the other group as being out of control or Nazis or unreasonable. You know, instead of just talking, they like that they want to beat each other up. So, Uh, that, that's yeah. an so we're supposed side. to, like you would think with ascension, we're we're you know people are expecting to feel like good and happy and high vibes and joy. What's all this other crap? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what goes down must go up, and so you also mm-hmm. have the cooperation in the other direction, like what we're seeing in Houston, regardless of race or or how people perceive of each other, they are all helping each other survive the aftermath of the hurricane, Harvey, that hit Houston. Yeah. Yeah. So that's an example. Yeah, of, when I oh. when I checked when I checked in, uh, Dr. Dennis, with you know the Houston, because some of my students were trying to change the path of the storm, and um, and I'm I'm sure you know whatever uh, they uh, did with the angels was helpful. But when I looked in, I just wanted to make sure that that, you know, wasn't an artificially created storm and things like that. And much to my surprise, I got the answer that it was not. Um, Because normally the artificially created storms or enhanced storms can easily be uh, moved and and we have a lot of, you know, spiritual help, so to speak, um, to prevent those from being devastating if we catch them early enough and and there's a lot of power behind our intentions. But in this case... um, it was I got the message that it was for the highest good. So I thought, well, that's interesting. So I was theorizing that it was about, well, I asked God, of course, what it was, and I got that it was about uh, 
being able to uh, bring the best out of humanity, um, to witness compassion and love and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes we need yeah. disasters to do that for us. And I was like, okay, I'll let my students know. <laughs> right. Yeah. It would be nice if we didn't have to have a disaster to behave that way with each I other. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, uh, I interrupted you. <laughs> you were saying? Um, yes, yeah, so that's okay. So, so where I want to go with this is that there is a pattern in the way endorphin physiology works that suggests it might in part regulate the ascension symptoms or be involved with them. And I call mm-hmm. that ascension alchemy which affects all cells of the body going into phase or higher frequency. And uh, that, that information from, from light coming into the body is transmitted via the acupuncture meridians. And we've talked in the past how the liquid crystal water in the acupuncture meridians can vibrate at the frequency of energies that it's exposed to. For example, the life wave patches are phototherapy, and they will vibrate the liquid crystal water and the acupuncture meridians at the frequencies that are embedded in the crystals of the patch. So there is right, light. Right. There's light that comes through the skin on the acupuncture points travels through the liquid crystal water of the meridians, gets to the surface of the cells, and is transmitted through a network of intracellular trabeculae or microtubules inside the cells to the nucleus and the DNA. And the DNA, acting as a tesseract, is then functioning like a a multidimensional wormhole that interacts with those frequencies coming in and emits its own frequencies. So it, it vibrates like a soliton or uh, a frequency set on its own, but also interacts with the frequencies coming in and then emits them the other way so that the light from the DNA gets to the surface of the cells, is picked up by the meridians, and then goes to the surface of the skin and is emitted through the acupuncture points or the toroidal fields surrounding the acupuncture points become perturbed from the light and change their vibration, their torque, their spin, and their frequencies because of the change in the light frequencies. Hmm. So, So in that way, we have a physiological mechanism for interacting with the light. And that may be regulated by endorphins. Now, in um, <clears throat> I, I say that because in, in um, 1985, I presented a paper in Shanghai on the invitation of the um, Chinese Medical Association because I had a theory that endorphins were a biochemical substrate of qi. And qi, as you know, is the energy of the life force. And uh, uh-huh. I believe there was enough of a pattern of evidence 
in the literature at the time to support that endorphins were behind a lot of the physiology that we see in the ascension mechanism that I just described. And hmm. uh, in in terms of five element medicine, we're talking about the focus on the metal element, which is serenity and calm, and the opposite of that is blockage or pain. And as you know, in Chinese medicine, pain is caused by blockage to the flow of qi, and when there are no blockages, there's no pain, and there's calmness and serenity, and the qi can flow clearly. So how right. do the endorphins help, help with that? Well, the, the endorphins are involved, and, and one can see what I'm talking about here on, um, what is it, page 7 of the Lifeway Product Training Manual, which is out of print and not available. But if anybody wants this chart that I'm alluding to, I'll be happy to, to send it or you might even have it already and, and have it posted on your website. It's how exercise... Oh, I think, I think you might have given that to us, yes. Yeah. So I, I don't know what, what title you gave to it, but it's how exercise affects the endorphins and how the endorphins affect uh, the neurochemical substrate, and those changes are related to, and this is a point of the discussion, those changes in the endorphins are related to the perception of pain, influence the satisfaction reward system, regulate other hormones, boost immunity, stabilize emotionality, and by that specifically I mean like mitigate depression, lower anxiety, um, boost locus of control, and calm down neurosis. So those are just some examples of emotionality the endorphins are involved with. And that's what LifeWave is focusing on when they're talking about how the nirvana system boosts endorphins and how they're related to mood. So mood is like a short-term designation of the emotionality I just described. Mm. So gotcha. other things. So it seems like the endorphin system is very important, although I didn't really learn much about it in med school. Right. Probably because at the time you were in med <laughs> school, it was fairly new, and we we're just doing the research on it. And um, yeah. and. Uh, so I was I was doing research on it in the late 70s, early 80s, and then starting to present that research in the early 80s and, and mid-80s and late 80s. So I was one of the first scientists to show that exercise affects endorphins and how that's related to emotional stability. Neato. Yeah, so I published that in a few places including this paper I'm referring to here. And and I, I just sent you and David a copy of it the other day because it's part of our discussion. But this, this chart is And that's is on okay there. to put online? Uh, the chart, yeah. The chart, well, you okay. Can, it's okay to put the whole paper online. It's public anyway. 
It's uh, it's published in the Chinese Journal of Sports Medicine back in 1988, and oh, okay. it was translated into Chinese by one of my students from Shanghai. He's studying with me at the University of New Mexico, but um, the copy I, I sent you is in English. But, yeah, it's okay to post that. Sure. Okay, cool. Thanks. Um, so, to make a long story short, endorphins also encompass uh, affecting biorhythms, our pineal clock, menstrual cycles, diurnal and circannual rhythms, and also our autonomic nervous system, like how stressed we are, how relaxed we are, and the autonomic nervous systems involved with thermoregulation and motor control and seizure control and so on. Wow. And also atherosclerotic disease risk, like blood pressure and lipid metabolism and regulation of body weight and fat and caloric intake and osmotic balance, and also altered states of consciousness, like awareness level and EEG hypersynchrony and euphoria and dysphoria and um, meditation, hypoxia, and hallucinations, and even REM sleep. And last but not least, the aging process, like connective tissue and osteoporosis and diabetes and constipation and brain cell death and so on. So, yeah, the endorphins mm. are involved with all of those. And the reasons I I did a bird's eye view of all those systems is to illustrate that there's a physiology and a biochemistry behind how the endorphins work and could be involved with the ascension mechanism and then I want to switch over to Asian medicine and talk about the Sanjiao Meridian and how that parallels how the endorphins work. And then talk about how Nirvana system okay. is congruent with all of that. So that gives a bird's eye view of the endorphins and then we talked about ascension. So now let's deal with uh, Sanjiao or San means three, Jiao means warmer. So triple warmer, triple burner. Uh, the Jiao means an energy center. So warmer refers to an energy center. So there are three energy centers, the San Jiao in the body, the upper, middle, and lower energy centers, San Jiao. And a lot of students of Asian medicine didn't really learn the organ or in terms of Worsley Five Element Medicine, the official of the Sanjiao energy. Like it's obvious that in the heart meridian, the heart is the official or the organ. In the liver right. meridian, it's the liver. And in the spleen, it's a spleen. Mm. But what is the organ of the Sanjiao? See, I didn't think there was an organ with the Sanjiao. That's why it was so confusing to me in acupuncture school. Right, but there really is the lining of the membranes, the membranes and the lining of those cavities. Like in the upper, the upper jaw, it's the uh, pleura, 
the, the membrane mm-hmm. lining the lung cavity. And in in the lower jaw, it's the, the mesentery or the lining of the guts. And they're highly innervated with sensory nerve endings. And there are brain-gut peptides in them. These brain-gut peptides are the same neuromodulators that we find in the brain as in the gut. And we find in research, for example, research on depression, that when the gut is inflamed, there is a compromise in the way the gut peptides react with the rest of the body. Nutrients can't get absorbed properly. Waste can't get eliminated properly because of the inflammation. And there is depression that's related with the brain-gut peptides. So one component of depression is endorphins. So, Dr. Dennis, uh, when you said earlier, you said the upper the upper jaw and the chest area, the organ associated with that triple warmer, that first warmer is the pleura, and then you said the lower one is the mesentery. Uh, do you also mean the, the lining, like the peritoneal lining and the omentum, or is that in the middle jaw or something? Yeah, the omentum is more in the middle. Okay. But, but... The mesentery is congruent with the peritoneum. So, right. So okay. all of those membranes that are full of nerve endings and containing brain-gut peptides, and that that includes the, the pleura and and the lining of the middle jowl. And the specific name for that escapes me at the moment. Uh, but they all have linings and nerve endings, and they all work the same way. And if we look at the description of the Sanjiao meridian in terms of Asian medical physiology, we find that it regulates water and transports endocrine hormones, and it delivers qi from the kidneys, which are the body's battery, to the source point of every meridian, like the lung source point is lung nine. So... An example of that would be how the Sanjiao Meridian delivers nutrient kidney chi to the source point for the lungs. And if we looked at a metaphor for the uh, Sanjiao channel, we can find it in a moat around a castle. Mm-hmm. So if we consider consider the heart or the the fire element, the fire element has four officials in it, the heart, the small intestine, the pericardium, and the sanjiao, or the triple warmer. So I listed those in order from the most central or yin to the most external or yang. So in the center of the castle, we have the heart. It's surrounded by the castle itself, which is its yang protector, the the small intestine. And then we have the drawbridge to the castle, which is pericardium, 
And then we have the moat around the castle, which is a sand gel. So that moat describes how water in the sand gel is circulating hormones and delivering nutrient chi from the kidneys to the source points of the other meridians. So the heart, which is the emperor of all the other officials and energies, doesn't control but commands through its protectors like the Sanjao. So that's a metaphoric way of saying a perceived threat that increases the heart rate could boost catecholamines and those would be endocrine hormones circulating with information about that in the Sanjao and that will elevate metabolism. So all, all the Chinese medical metaphors can be explained in terms of Western physiology and vice versa. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, by the way, folks, if you're just uh, joining us, uh, we are talking about uh, the role of beta endorphins in the ascension process. And Dr. Dennis here has done a lot of work in the, this area. I have not, so leaning on him some, for some pretty interesting information about how that might uh, affect you and if you want me to test you later in the show whether or not the Nirvana system would be helpful or assistive or supportive for you, I can definitely divine muscle test you then. Um, I am writing notes on the Patch Training Team blog. So if you're furiously writing notes, <laughs> uh, you can, of course, but uh, I will be um, publishing this about 10 minutes after the show's finished. Uh, just put a little, um, you know, make a note that it's going to be at patchtrainingteam.com forward slash blog. And then you'll have uh, there, you know, some of the notes of what Dr. Dennis is talking about today. I know some of the stuff is kind of, you know, heady and com seemingly complex if you don't know Chinese medicine. Uh, but I know there's quite a few, <clears throat> like myself, nerds out there <laughs> where this is pretty cool stuff. So, <laughs> so the nerds yeah, here that nerds are uh, potentially on the call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, same thing in the chat. If there's something you don't understand or you want Dr. Dennis to go over uh, again because uh, it interests you, you know, please write that in the chat as well so I can ask Dr. Dennis live on the show. And if you want to call in to ask a question, raise your hand. It's 818-514-1190. And again, hit 1 so I know your hand's up. Again, 818-514-1190 and just hit 1. Okay, Dr. Dennis, take it away. Okay, so to, to wrap up the Sanjiao part of this discussion, uh, we, we've had discussions about how membranes will expand and their function has an increased role in the ascension process in that expansion. And that's parallel to the expansion of the pituitary during pregnancy. The corticotropic neurons in the pituitary expand and the availability of beta endorphin is 10 to 30-fold during pregnancy of what it is when a woman's not pregnant. Wow. So, so we have that expansion plus the expansion that you've discussed with the omentum and mm -hmm. how endorphins might be involved there. And so I, I tied in what ascension is 
what endorphins can do for the physiology and how Sanjiao energies could be involved with moving the endorphins around and regulating them. So the last component now is to look at nirvana and how the supplements and patches can be put on acupuncture points to boost ascent effects and alter mood. And um, and lower inflammation. So I understand from what uh, David said in public that the um, Nirvana supplement increases beta endorphin levels, and the the Nirvana patch increases dopamine levels. So we're we're looking at mechanisms in the endorphin system including dopamine, because dopamine neurons actually have opioid receptors on them to regulate the dopamine. So the nirvana system actually is regulating endorphins and dopamine through the opiate system. Mm. So what happens when we put, when we eat one of the supplements and raise our endorphin levels and then put the nirvana patch, say, on the third eye. Well, the third eye has direct connections to the pineal body, and endorphins are involved with pineal, but so are other neuroregulators, like epithalamin. And as you know, Dr. Karen and other people that have listened to us before, the epithalamin has effects on the limbic brain, which is saturated with opiate receptors, and how the limbic brain will regulate secretion from the hypothalamus through the median eminence of the hypothalamus and the pituitary hanging underneath it that is a master endocrine gland that secretes endocrine hormones throughout the body. So one way to regulate that with a nirvana patch is to put it on the intong or the third eye. Uh, another way is to put Nirvana patch on the right Sanjiao 17. The Sanjiao 17 is right behind the ear. And the, the earlobe kind of covers it up. Now, one reason for putting the Nirvana patch there is not only to affect the Sanjiao meridian, but also because it will affect the endocrine acupuncture points that are behind the earlobe. They're on the earlobe and behind the earlobe facing the skull. The patch is close enough to those points because we know lifeway patches work up to six inches away from the body. They're close enough to Mm -hmm. those points to affect the endocrine system. So while the patch would have a bit of difficulty staying on the earlobe itself, it's very stable if we stick it on Sanjiao 17 behind the earlobe. So that's another way of regulating these endocrine hormones we've been talking about in the endorphin system. Oh, neato. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we use our t- intentions to say, hey, this is what we want to affect. 
And then there's all these acupuncture points back there that we're not only affecting just one acupuncture point, we're affecting a whole bunch which are related. And I know there's a lot of women out there which, uh, who would definitely like some, you know, uh, some hormonal support. Uh, so this right. is uh, really, really cool. Yeah, and as long as you brought that up, uh, I'd like to remind everybody, as a side note, that we've talked before we had the Nirvana patch about how to mitigate premenstrual symptoms and like sweating and hot flashes if you put an eon patch on triple birth or 17 behind the right ear it will boost the effects of the sp6 patch on the left spleen six point so if i back the truck up a minute of what i'm trying to describe if you put an SP6 patch on left spleen 6, you're going to mitigate or dissipate about 80% of the symptoms of PMS. And I'm sure the guys would like this too. Hmm. Uh, so um, we're, uh, I've, I've done that in our clinic a, num- a number of times, and the hot flashes stopped almost immediately. Nice. That's about 80%. So then if we add the Eon patch on Sanjiao 17 behind the right ear, then there's a 100% decrease, no symptoms at all. No hot flashes, no hot sweats. Nice. The, 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 there might be a little bit of mood left, but not a whole lot. But now with the Nirvana patch, we can mitigate even the mood part. Would you put it on top of the Eon patch on the same point? Or instead of. And the Nirvana hasn't been out long enough for me to say that it's a good substitution with that mechanism. But uh, uh-huh. I know it well enough to suggest that women try that and see how well it works for them. So either Nirvana by itself on right Sanjiao 17 or with, with the SP6 patch on left spleen 6. Or you can stack it on the Eon patch on the right. Or you can put it on the right SP6 point. So you got Nirvana on the right, mm-hmm. SP6 on the left, and Eon upstairs on Sanjiao 17. Mm-hmm. So that makes a nice triangle, like too, with SP6 yeah. on the base of so the triangle. And uh, the Sanjiao, the, the Eon and Sanjiao 17 upstairs. I like that. That one's probably going to work best. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Yeah, that energy feels good. Okay, and then another good point is kidney six. <clears throat> so if you put the Nirvana patch on the right kidney six, Kidney 6 mm-hmm. is known to regulate endocrines like ACTH and stress hormones. And it's also the master point for the yin chow channel, which means that it's responsible for rest and relaxation. So if you want to boost the effects of nirvana on rest and relaxation, the opposite of arousal, then put it on right kidney 6. 
and you can even enhance it with a negative patch on left kidney six. So we'll put the Nirvana on right kidney six to increase rest and relaxation? Yeah. Because oh, it okay. tonifies, tonifies the master point for the, the rest channel. I think I always get those two mixed up, the kidney six and the bladder 62, which one's activating and which one's relaxing. <laughs> right. Well, bladder 62, which is on the, the lateral or outside of the ankle, that's the Yang Chow, my master. That is arousing. The bladder 62 okay. on both legs on the outside ankle is arousing. And kidney six on the inside of both ankles, actually below them, we're talking both points below the ankle, is the uh, master point for the opposite of arousal or relaxation and calm. Okay. Well, I wrote it down, so hopefully I remember this time. <laughs> I think I'm always doing the opposite. Um, that, that, we've talked about this before, too, but uh, using... Um, I know. I just forget. In bladder 60... <laughs> well, no, what we talked about was using kidney 6, bladder 62 combination with reverse polarity is how I get people to sleep when the sleep right. patches and, and all the other combinations I've been using don't work as well anymore. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. not only do you get reverse polarity, but you tonify kidney six with a positive patch on the left, and then you put a, a negative patch like a tan one or SP6 patch on right bladder 62. So you sedate the arousal master. At the same time, you're tonifying the rest master. But that's a different story than we're talking about here. Yes, okay. Put my notes for sleep. Do the opposite. Right, so we're we're talking about using kidney six, the the rest master, with a nirvana patch on the right. So it will it will tonify the rest master and make the person more calm and relaxed. Most people need that because they're under a lot of perceived stress. Okay, so let me get this right again. So, nirvana, which side are we putting that on? The the right on kidney six. On the right kidney six, yes. Okay, that's what I wrote. Okay, cool. Alrighty. Because we're tonifying, and we're mm-hmm. using the, the proper polarity of the nirvana patch on the 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 correct side for that polarity. Okay, that sounds good. Now I actually find that uh, I haven't tried it recently, but when I first started. The Nirvana patch, I was not sleeping as deeply or I felt like I was waking up more, which is very strange. Um, so I'm not sure what that was about. Do you have some idea? I was kind of trying different points, but... 
You weren't sleeping um, as well? No, no, I wasn't. Where did you put it? I'm not sure I was using kidney six, though. I might have been using something else. I might have been using third eye or um, throat or back of the neck, I think. Hmm. Well, so it, it depends on what point you put the Nirvana patch on and what other patches you had on at the same time. Mm, yeah, I think I had carnosine. Um, so carnosine David mentioned, on the left you know, during, during the day. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> okay. uh, I haven't tried it recently, but, uh, yeah, I seem to do better with it during the day. At first I thought, oh, it's not going to do anything for me, but then I thought, oh, well, I'm actually awake, so maybe it is doing something. I'm not sure what it is that it's doing. So it might have been the point I was using, or like you said, the combination of what I was using. It was energizing for me. Mm-hmm. The Nirvana, okay. which is supposed to be the opposite for most people, I think. Right. Yeah, it's supposed to calm most people down because of the increase in endorphins and alter the mood, like make make one more calm, less neurotic. Yeah. But, well, but I used contra- to be really neurotic, but... <laughs> but con- contrarians like us often have opposite reactions. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah contrarians, Yeah. <laughs> Oh my so uh, I've, I've got a bunch more points, but we're like supposed to be out of time here. So what would you like to do? Yeah, let's just check. I mean, that's pretty good. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, somebody else mentioned that some of the extreme behaviors that you mentioned before could be related to being on antidepressants, <laughs> which right. is true. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or even uh, trying to wean off antidepressants without knowing how to do it properly. Well, like SSRIs, that can be very dangerous, actually. Ser- serotonin uh, reuptake inhibitors that affect 5-HT system or 5-hydroxytryptamine, uh, when or the serotonin when you're messing with the serotonin system using uh, SSRIs, you could increase suicidal ideation and and suicidal behavior. Mhm. Yeah, it's uh, kind of scary which uh, they you know in children too cuz they never really measure these serotonin levels and things like that. So you know they're they're increasing serotonin levels in these kids and then and then that's like at crazy levels. So um yeah, they they can become more suicidal and have more energy to kill themselves. Yay, not um, so yeah, I'm not a big fan. I mean, I used to be a big fan. I have to be honest. I used to be a big fan of antidepressants because my mom was like so challenging to live with when we were growing up. And if she got off her antidepressants, she was a mess. And, uh, or so my, I perceived, <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, when uh, when LifeWave came out with the first patch, the energy enhancer patches, my mom happened to want to support me, you know, being in business, yada, yada. So she became a gold member and she started buying energy patches. And then she said, well, how do I use these? Because I have hives. And I said, okay, well, why don't you try it on, I don't know why I said this, but I said, I don't, I said why don't you try it on liver three? It can clear some heat and then take some probiotics and then we'll see how that works. So she loved it. She said that I feel really good. I, I'm not really depressed anymore. And as the months went by, she kept 
feeling better and better. And, of course, her hives went away finally. Um, and she says, I'm going to keep using him. That's like the, one of the only points she knows. It's so funny. It's like I've taught her all these other points, but she loves that one. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I really think some of my mom's so-called depression was actually uh, pent-up anger. Um, just various things that happened, you know, uh, in her youth and things like that. And I think that she had a lot of blocked liver chi. <laughs> so when she right. used the liver three, it really helped. And she was like, wow, you know, my relationship with your dad is better. And, and anyway, she's, I want to go off my antidepressants. And at that point, I was like, no, no. I said, wait. I said, just, just, just go slow. Okay, make sure your doctor knows. Don't you do that on your own again. We've been there, done that. It sucks. So just do it really slow and do it with your doctor's permission. She was like, okay, okay. You know, so she did, and she just went off really, really slow. And she's been off it for, gosh, a decade now or more. I mean, she used to be on something all the time, and it's amazing. And she still uses those energy patches. It's her favorite. Um, yeah, so, so it's pretty, what, pretty what, interesting. What you just described with the case of your mother, like liver, liver cheese stagnation and uh, – built up anger and frustration. Uh, that's a creative way of using the Nirvana patch is to use liver three, which dissipates stagnant liver chi, plus the effects of their Nirvana frequencies, which create calm and a change in mood. So I mm. put the Nirvana patch on right liver three. Yeah. I like that. that Some people are very aware, yeah. and they're like, yeah, that I'm definitely, you know, they're triggered. They have pent-up anger, resentment, something that they're very aware of that. So that's a really good point. We can put the liver three and putting the Nirvana patch on there so we can be happier and release and help <laughs> some of that stagnant liver chi go. So, okay. Uh, I'm going to uh, write that can, down. If, you're, if you want to take more time, I can run through these other points. So let's take a look. I just want to remind everybody, I do we have a, oh, yes, we do have a question here. And if you want me to uh, do a quick okay. design muscle test on you, either on the chat, uh, folks that are listening in, or uh, on the call, we can do that um, just to see if this would be for your highest good. And we can even check, you know, out of the points that Dr. Dennis mentioned, is there, or maybe other points that may be the best for you. So the number to call in. 818-514-1190. Again, the number is 818-514-1190, and just hit 1 so we know your hand's up. So, Dr. Dennis, we have someone here, uh, area code 720, so let me just check and unmute this person. Hello, 720. Hey, this is Hi. Melissa. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hi, Hi Melissa. Melissa. Yes, hey, so... Dr. Karen, we did an email exchange uh, about another topic that's not related to Nirvana um, for me to oh, ask today. Oh, yes, that is right. For sure. So, yeah, go ahead and ask that. Okay. So I have heard on a call recently with LifeWave people about uh, a woman who used a, a patching protocol, advanced patching protocol for um, it was actually listed as an ear infection protocol, and she used it because she was hard of hearing and was tired of dealing with this with a visitor in her house, et cetera, et cetera. And it was remarkable in how this uh, protocol um, restored her hearing uh, within like a day or so. And 
she was not at the point where she was wearing hearing aids, but, um, and I think she had to do it about two weeks later. Again, I have not been able to find out if she's had to do it other times, but the reason I'm asking you about this is other people who have been with LifeWave a very long time, like Dr. Quila, she's never heard of any patching for um, restoring hearing before. And I wondered, uh, Dr. Dennis, if you had any experience with that. Yeah. Because, okay, and the reason I'm asking is because the person who I know who's really been debilitated in the last few years by wearing hearing aids, she's only 68, um, you know, she's like, there more proof about this, you know, and wants just a little more information. And so I thought I would ask today. Sure. Well, that's a good question. Um, and yeah, uh, we've had some experience with um, hearing and using the patches in our clinic. And um, the first thing I would look at is uh, putting an eon patch on right small intestine 19, which is called listening place in five element medicine. And that's often enough to restore the hearing. Uh, but you can also put a negative patch on the left ear. Uh, also, the ears are the window for the kidneys. And if you tonify kidney chi, uh -huh. you, can, uh. you can help with hearing. And the, uh, that's easy to do, like putting energy enhancer patches on kidney three, right on the right hand on the left, or on uh, bladder 23. Okay, energy. Okay, energy on. Um, can you just repeat that again? Energy enhancer on kidney three. Uh huh. With wide on the right and ten on the left. Yeah. Uh, and you can and, uh, rotate it between kidney three and bladder twenty-three. Okay. Uh, alternatively, you could use YH patches on the life gate. The, um, the Ming Man or the Life Gate, which is um, a GV4, right below lumbar vertebra 2 in the back. Right below lumbar vertebra 2 in the back. Okay, below vertebra. Right below lumbar vertebra 2 in the back. Okay, below We're getting vertebra. a nice little echo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, in the case of Nirvana, I would put the Nirvana patch on small intestine 19. Okay. Melissa, so can you turn down your um, speaker or something so that we you know, can hold on. Let me not be... Your... <laughs> hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. A lot of chaotic echoes going on here. Uh, yeah, she might have her speakers up, and then she's talking on the phone too. So there's probably a double echo because of that. Right. Yeah. So small intestine 19. Isn't that on the face? It is on the side of the face, right in front of the tragus. Okay. So I'm back. Okay. So small intestine 19 is. On the side of the face, right of the face, right in front of the ear. Right in front of the ear. Oh, dear. Right in front of the ear. 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 Right in front of the ear
hang on, let me just put you on mute here. <laughs> well, Good, that was a lot of echo. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I, I just muted Melissa here. Um, uh, is there any other protocol you want to share with her? Uh, let's see. Um, and I'm writing notes here, so Melissa, you can you can check my blog yeah, a few minutes uh, after other, the show. Other good points of the year are Sanjaw 17, which we talked about earlier, because that involves the endocrines mm-hmm. as well, and also the uh, the top of the ear, like uh, gallbladder eight, or even there there are two points above and below small intestine 19. But if you just patch 19, you're, you're basically... Yeah, you're going to hit both of those. Yeah, hit both of those. So those are all good areas or points. And you can also... The other thing I want to mention to uh, Melissa, um, Dr. Dennison, I know you know this, is that um, they were talking about the, um, you know, the Air Force pilots, I guess, that were uh, losing their hearing and they were testing many things and they realized that the the ones that lost their hearing... Uh, had much, much lower glutathione levels than the ones that didn't lose their hearing. Um, you know, so I think that the glutathione, having enough glutathione is very hearing protective. I'm not sure we can claim that it can reverse, you know, that, but I think that would be a good thing to keep up, especially as we age. It's a very powerful antioxidant, and it gets rid of toxins or oxid- oxidizing toxins very quickly. For example, uh, when I was in the dentist chair, wearing my glutathione patch, he had to use three times more anesthetic than normal because my glutathione <laughs> kept uh, neutralizing the anesthetic. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, let me just uh, let me just uh, unmute Melissa one more time just to see if she had any other clarification she needed, and then we have another caller. Melissa? No, I think I think I'm I'm good for now, especially with the uh, reverberation issue here. So, thank you. I appreciate You're it. Welcome. You're welcome. Okay, and uh, we're gonna go to caller five zero three. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's your you. name? Please enter your password. Oh, that was weird. Hello? Hello? Hi. I can hear you, yeah. Hi, can you Hello? hear me? Go ahead. Yes. This yes. Is, hi, this, this is Candace. Hi, Candace. Hi, um, I'm brand new and I'm just learning about the LifeWave patches and I'm not sure the difference between the Nirvana and the LifeWave, but if you could uh, do any uh, reading for me as to, you know, if I need them or what I might need or anything like that, that would be great. Okay, sure. I'd be happy to test you. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I think a lot of people, when they start with the LifeWave company, um, think that the patches are called LifeWave, but that's the name of the company. So the LifeWave is the name of the company, and then we have a whole bunch of other patches, you know, after that. So do you want me to check with, like, which, which of the other patches would be helpful too, or just the Nirvana? Sure. What, any, I'll take anything. <laughs> okay, so make sure you got, you got a pen. Yes, I do. Got something to write with? Okay, so here we yes. go. Let's see. Let me connect here. 
Okay, so I'm getting permission. I'm getting yes. All right, so would uh, Candace benefit from any of the LifeWave patches? Yes. Okay, how many would she benefit from them right now? One, two, three, four, five. Well, you must really like them because I'm getting five. Okay, so there's five different ones that you may benefit from. Is that true? I'm getting a yes. Uh, okay. Uh, do you put them on all at once? No. Okay, so which one do you start with first? Uh, Eon, Nirvana, Glutathione, Carnosine, Silent Nights. Interesting. Silent Nights I'm getting. Um, okay, so Silent Nights. Um, so is there a particular acupuncture point better for you than others? Yes. A third eye? Yes. Um, what's the second point? Behind the right ear? No, liver three, no kidney three. Okay, so we got third eye and kidney three uh, as your two top points for silent nights. And then what's the next most important patch for her right now? Nirvana, Eon. Okay, YH Eon. Eon patch, spelled A E O N. And would that be during the day or at night? Okay, I'm getting daytime. And when would you start that? More than a day after the silent nights? More than a week? No, so about a week later. Yes, yeah, so about a week later, you could add the silent. Uh, sorry, add the uh, Eon patch every day. Uh, yes, so daily for that one. And is there a point in the brochure better for you than others? No. Okay, so uh, what's better for you, the brain balancing points or the brochure points? I'm getting brain balancing points. Okay, and what's the top two for that? Behind the right ear, back of the neck. Okay, back of the neck. So that's governing vessel or GV14. And what's the second one? Thymus? No. Top of the head. So that's a little less convenient unless you like to wear hats or bandanas or, you know, things like that. But those are your two top points at the moment you're testing for. Okay. Uh, but any of the, you know, any of the brain balancing points are really good. So top of the head is GV20, Governor Vessel 20. That's the, I call that the happy point. Okay. And uh, what's your third one? Glutathione. Okay, so the third one, most important, would be the Nirvana. So you would add that in. I'm getting a yes every day. Yes. Does it matter which point you use for that? Okay, that one, it does not matter uh, which points. You can use that um, and just try different points and see what you like. Nighttime okay. or daytime. Nighttime for that one. So that was number okay. three. So what's number four? Would you do that right away? One week, two. Okay, so you're going to add each new patch, uh, wait a week between them as far as adding okay. new patches. So that would be the third week. So fourth week would be what? Carnosine, something else. Car okay, carnosine, that one's for tissue repair. Daytime or nighttime? Nighttime. Okay. So so if you want to, of course, this is a, the a number four in terms of the priority, would be and w how many times a week? One, two, three. Okay, three times a week for that one at night. Does it matter which point? Okay. Yes, it does. Um uh, front, back, back of the body, okay, top, bottom, low back. Okay, I'm getting low back uh, for carnosine, GV234. Uh, actually, that's in the middle of the L2. We talked about the life gate before, GV4, governing vessel 4, so that's your best point three times a week on that one. Um, okay. okay, and number five, what's the fifth most important, glutathione? Yes, okay, so glutathione and you would do that another, like, I guess that was week five. So would that be during the day? Yes. How many times a week? One, two, three. Three days a week to start. And same days as the uh, the 
Carnosine are different days. Okay, so a different day. So if you use carnosine one night, you would use glutathione the next day? Yes, okay. So um doesn't matter which point, I'm getting a no. So then you can, you know, play around with the different points. Now, I know that's a lot of different points, a lot of different patches. So just, mm-hmm. you know, take it slow. Um, talk to your sponsor about it. You know, ha- you know, have them help you out. But it gives you a framework of what would be okay. beneficial. So it sounds like your body's very receptive to light therapy, which is good for you. Okay, good. All right. Well, great. Yeah. It gives me something to go on. Um, thank you very much. <laughs> awesome. My pleasure. Awesome. Okay, and let me just check the chat here. Um, okay, so Karen says, uh, which patch is best for your sister and your mom, Eva, both very low in energy with a combo of depression and anxiety? Yeah, that's actually a good question. So let's check. Am I allowed to ask on behalf of Dana and Eva? Yes. Okay, so for Dana, um, if we were, because uh, sometimes people get kind of overwhelmed they do too many things. So let's ask, uh, how many patches would be best for Dana? One, two, one. Uh, which one? Ian, Nirvana? Okay, so that one's a yes for Nirvana. Is that really true? I'm getting a yes. Um, is there a particular area that's better f- for her than others? Yes. Okay, third eye, uh, throat, back of, the, um, back of the ear, top of the head, back of the neck. Okay, I'm getting back of the neck for Dana. What's the second best point? Third eye, behind the right ear, and then behind the right ear is her other point. So that's for the nirvana. So I probably, you know, if people are not like totally into like energy medicine and acupuncture and stuff like that, you probably want to maybe start slow and, and start with their nirvana for like 30 days first before you add something else, especially if she's, you know, liking it. Uh, then you can probably add the energy enhancers after that. And let's check for your mom. So mom, what's best for mom? Am I allowed to know? Yes. Okay. Nirvana, energy. Okay, definitely energy enhancers for mom. Is there a meridian that would be helpful, most helpful for her? Yes. Top or bottom? Okay, bottom half, liver, kidney, kidney three, kidney one. Kidney three, so behind uh, the inside right ankle bone, white on right, hand on left for you, uh, Eva. And is, this, is there a second point that is uh, number two? That would be best. Yes. Okay. Upper body, lower, lower again. Stomach. Okay. Stomach 36. So that's on the side of the knee. So kidney three and stomach 36 alternating. And how many times a week for Eva? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven days a week. Yeah. That's what I had to start off with when I started because I was so low energy um, when I was recovering from fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome. So daily. Yeah. And we hope to hear some good results for <laughs> Uh, from them. Hopefully they'll be willing to, to try it. Uh, and actually, Karen also asked, um, yeah, Dr. Dennis, is there a patch for the eyes? My eyes don't seem right, besides the fact that my vision is getting worse. Thank you. So, yeah, you can, about uh, eyes? You can um, patch the temples in the third eye. And uh, you can also wear uh eye mask and put the patches over that or on the underside of it, sticking them directly on the eyes. But um, a, a good configuration for nighttime is to put an eon on the third eye with um, a glutathione on the right temple and a carnosine on the left temple. Mm, I like that. So then you got all three white patches uh, zapping the eyes with their antioxidant energy. 
Uh, yeah, well, I was thinking that uh, carnosine may be helpful for people with uh, um, um, cataracts because most cataracts are made with, like, too much sugar, you know, in the lens, and carnosine would uh, counteract that uh, glycation. Right. Carnosine, aside from the patches, uh, when it's just injected, is is uh, known through research to um, mitigate cataracts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. And they have the carnosine yeah. eye drops too, um, which may be helpful for that. I do have a. I had a friend of mine who who had uh, diabetes and had um, blindness. Um, she had to have several surgeries. She had really bad scar tissue, and she did, didn't think she was going to get her vision back. Um, and she's pretty young, so I, uh, you know, you know, I said, well, why don't you use, um, you know, you just had surgery, so why don't you use ice wave on your, uh, on the eye mask, and then put the carnosine in the middle, since both eyes are affected. And so she started doing that, and then she got kind of claustrophobic with the eye mask. So then she just put it on her temples, um, just intuitively. She put the ice wave on her temples, wide on right, tan on left, the carnosine in the middle. And she said that it felt so much better because her eyeball literally felt like an ice-cold rock. And then when she put the you know patches on, it warmed up like normal temperature. And the surgeon was really shocked at how much better she was and how the scar tissue, you know, like he really thought that she wasn't going to get her eyesight back. And then now she can actually, is she so good that she can actually drive? I mean, her eyesight's not perfect, okay, but, you know, she did have those bleeds, those diabetic bleeds, but um, it's kind of a miracle, you know, that, that she has her vision back. So definitely try those eye points. Yeah, so thanks, Karen. You're very welcome. She's saying thank you here. All right, well, great questions today, everyone, and thank you so much, Dr. Dennis, for your knowledge, and I always enjoy these. So um, uh, just so everyone knows, I am going to put that on the the blog, so go to patchtrainingteam.com forward slash blog in about 10 minutes or so, and that the article will be um, published there. And uh, I look forward to next month, Dr. Dennis. Thank you so much. You bet. You know, next month starts the beginning of our fifth year. So this is the last day of our fourth fourth year of doing the show together. Yeah, wow. Amazing. That is amazing. (laughs) Great. Okay, folks have a topic you'd like Dr. Dennis and I to do, let us know. And and also uh, I'd like to invite everybody to zoom in to our our, – free community clinic on Wednesday evenings at 730. And uh, we usually use the link, accuwaveclinic.com, to get to the Zoom. But um, that hasn't been working recently. So uh, uh, if you uh, contact me, uh, like private message on Facebook, then I can um, give you the uh, actual Zoom link. And that's sure to work 100%. Okay, and I think we have it that's that's published on our blog as well, so folks can have that. Um, yep, we'll put that uh, little flyer that you gave us for that. Cool. Yeah, and I okay. will, uh, Dr. Karen, I'll send that to you so you have the original Zoom link instead of the com link. Okay, is that different from the – oh, I see, I see, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. We'll yeah, because that hasn't been working recently, and I'm not quite sure why. Oh, uh, okay. The Zoom link will work. Okay. Sounds good. All right.
a lot of fun. All right, bye everyone. Until next month, and I'll see you guys next week on the next radio show where we're going to be uh, talking with uh, Deanna Hansen on block therapy, which I'm kind of into right now. So until next time, thanks for listening and bye for now. Thanks everybody. Bye bye.